Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Dr. Lara May. Welcome to Light Body Radio. And today I have with me Russell Mariani. He is a health restoration specialist. He has expertise in digestive wellness, cellular regeneration, redox, redox signaling, and reverse aging. He is the co-author of the Center for Functional Nutrition. Oh, I'm sorry, co-founder, not co-author, co-founder. He is the author of two books, Healing Digestive Illnesses, published in 2006, and Principal Eating, The No Diet Way to Complete Health from 2020. He has been in private practice since 1980 and has helped thousands of people regain their health. He is passionate about teaching others how to be and become more proactive in their own self-care. I'm really excited to have you here with us, Russell. Thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you, Lara. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation. So I always like to get started by asking my guests how they came to be the practitioner that they are. So can you give us a little background about your path and your story? Yes, gladly. So um, so this year, 2023, I am celebrating the 50th anniversary of the beginning of my healing journey. Uh, when I was a senior in high school at the age of 18, around this time, March, February, March, I uh, had to go to a gastroenterologist because I had been suffering some really terrible gut uh, symptoms for months and months and months. And then finally, things got so bad that my primary care doctor said, you need to see a gastro guy. And I had a colonoscopy. And at the end of the colonoscopy, the doctor came in and said, well, young man, I have bad news. Uh, it looks like you have colon cancer. We have to do more tests, but uh, it does not look good in there. And so as you can imagine, that was a bit of a shock to me. I had been totally healthy, you know, six, seven, eight months before. But uh, so I, I paused kind of in shock. And then my mind was going a mile a minute. And in that moment, I connected the dots between my condition and this crazy high protein diet that I had started about nine months prior to this diagnosis. So I, I, I looked at the doctor and I said, D -d does this have anything to do with my diet? And his answer changed my life because he said, no absolutely not there's no connection between your diet and this condition and i said well what what causes it i mean i was totally healthy a few months ago and he said we don't know possibly stress <laughs> and then he left it at that and left the room so uh 
in the two or three weeks between that appointment and the next appointment, I went to the local public library because there was no internet at the time, 1973, and found a couple of books that even back then were linking the lack of dietary fiber in the diet to higher incidence of colon and rectal cancer and inflammatory bowel and things like that. So I got very excited. I went back to the doctor with three or four books in tow. And I said, look, there's definitely a connection. Uh, and he laughed at me and said, young man, don't self-diagnose. You don't know what you're talking about. There's no connection. And I was just totally, you know, devastated in the moment. So he said, look, you have, I have good news for you. I'm like, oh, really? What's that? He said, you don't have colon cancer or not yet. Anyway, you have a precancerous ulcerative colitis. You have an inflammatory bowel condition. And I said, well, what's the difference between cancer and precancer? And he said, don't worry about that. He said, we can treat this. You'll need to be on medications probably for the rest of your life. And uh, if things don't work out, you know, don't worry. We can do surgery to remove part or all of your colon. And I sat there thinking, how is this good news? I, I don't see that this is good news. Anyway, I left the office that day knowing two things. One, I didn't want, I wasn't going to go that route. I wasn't going to continue working with that doctor. I didn't want to follow his advice. Uh, I didn't like the way he treated me. And the second realization was I'm on my own. I'm going to have to figure this out myself. Now, I was very lucky in that the books that I found were very clear about, you know, having more fiber in the diet. And then, uh, so I made that change, you know, I, I got off that crazy high protein diet I was on. So literally for almost an entire year, if I consumed any vegetables, it was totally by accident, and not by design. I was eating a lot of meat. I was eating a lot of cheese. I was drinking at least a gallon of milk a day. And it didn't take long on that diet before I started having symptoms, but I never connected the dots until that day in the doctor's office. So I went out looking for help. The holistic health movement was very small back then, 1973, but I did find some people who were teaching uh, an approach to health and healing called macrobiotics. And the macrobiotic approach was based on traditional diets, traditional habits, meditation, yoga, hydration, whole foods, cooked whole grains, cooked beans, lots of vegetables, fermented vegetables. And so that approach made sense. And I got, I got well very quickly. Within a few months time, I was uh, absolutely on my way to feeling 100% again. So that experience really got my attention. Uh, I moved from New Jersey where I grew up to Boston, which at that time was the center of the universe for the whole macrobiotic health movement. Uh, I was one of the first students at what's called the Cushy Institute, graduated in 1979. And a year later, I opened up my uh, first practice. Uh, I was a founding member of the American Shiatsu Association. So energy medicine was part of my original training. But basically, I would 
I would help people look at their diet in a new way, look at their lifestyle in a new way, and help them to make changes, you know, taking out the processed foods and artificial foods and all the things that you talk about on your website, and, uh, and then help them to uh, follow a much healthier diet. And so that's really how I got started. And, you know, I've continued to learn things along the way, of course. Um, but that, that is still the foundation uh, of what I do today, helping people understand uh, the difference between uh, organic, healthy, nutrient-rich whole foods and the detrimental effect of highly processed foods. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, I think there's still this big disconnect between um, the a large global understanding of what we put in our body and then how that's reflected in our health. You know, especially, you know, it seems so, like to me, to completely intuitive, like we eat something and then our body digests it. And depending on what it is, how it's broken down, absorbed or not absorbed, then there's a repercussion in our body. But I think that even within Western medicine, it's such an interesting perspective for even for practitioners that have a deep understanding of, I'll call it biology, although I do think we're still teaching old biology in pharmacy and medical school. Um, I agree. That we're, yeah, that we're not thinking about like the inflammation pathways until it's so severe, like in your case, or someone else's case of, you know, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, IBD, IBS, um, you know, maybe it doesn't even present that way. Maybe it presents as a different autoimmune. And and now today, IBD, the inflama inflammatory bowel disorder is considered an autoimmune disease, which really I think in under Western medicine terms means that they just don't know why. They still don't know. So if you asked them why, they would probably still give you the same answer you know, however, like, like you said, 50 years later. So that, that's kind of crazy to me. <laughs> so it's, it's very crazy to me, Lara. And it's true. I mean, I talked to somebody this week who just came from their GI doctor with a, with a diagnosis of inflammatory bowel disease. And that doctor told them in March of 2023 that their condition had nothing to do with their diet that they should go home and eat whatever they want. So, so let's just clear totally that up. So, <laughs> so let's, um, I will let you sort of give us the why. Why is it actually important? Why does it matter? The, what is that connection? For We'll just start at the very most basic level. <laughs> yeah, great, great. So, so two things. Um, the first thing is, as you know, the gut microbiome is probably the most influential uh, component in our physiology. And what people don't understand is that whatever you put into your mouth is going down into that microbiome. So you are feeding the microbes in your intestines and they uh, have voracious appetites. And when that microbiome is out of balance, a lot of cravings for sugar and processed food, people don't, people think it's in their mind but it's actually in their gut. So when you have a gut imbalance, when, the, when you have what's called intestinal dysbiosis, not only is it causing a lot of problems, uh, not just indigestion, not just GI problems, it's causing skin problems, it's causing 
mood disorders. It's causing depression and anxiety. It's causing joint problems. It's causing immune system problems. It's causing hormone disorders. There isn't anything, there isn't any condition or symptom that isn't connected to the gut microbiome. So that's kind of the, 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 the first thing to recognize. But the deepest, when you ask uh, what, is the, what is the absolute foundation, again, as you know, the foundational building block of our body is the cell. You know, the human body is made of what we normally think of the body is about 100 trillion cells, bone cells, muscle cells, liver cells, kidney cells, heart cells. If our cells are healthy, if the cells are functioning normally, then we're healthy and functioning normally. So, so the, so, but in the gut, just in the gut alone, again, 30 foot long tube, there is a number of individual bacterial organisms, a thousand times a hundred trillion. So it's almost an unfathomable number. So that's why, partly why it exerts such a powerful influence over the rest of the body. If we were to define the human body just based on the number of cells, the number of cells in the intestinal microbiome takes up about 90% of who we are just, just by the math. So it definitely yeah. has, a, has a big, big influence. It's its own little, uh, I wouldn't say little, it's its own ecosystem right in the middle of our body, which I think is fascinating too. And we're just starting to scratch the surface of starting to understand it. So there's lots and lots of research going into understanding the biodiversity of our bi microbiome the individuality of our microbiome and i'll just um sort of piggyback onto what you just said so people can maybe have a, another level of understanding is when we eat things that are inflammatory to our system we have these cells in our gi tract called tight junctions or in our gut called tight junctions and they are by name supposed to be tight but when we get inflammation, when we have things like heartburn or, you know, um, any sort of inflammation, it can just even be you gas, know, and like bloating. gas and bloating. Absolutely. Then those tight junctions actually get loose and they spread apart and they allow things to leak through and then travel into our bloodstream. And so that's why the gut can affect so many things like your skin or brain fog or you know, things that you wouldn't think would be associated with a gut problem. Um, I've even had family members ask, well, why am I having this eczema flare up now? I'm like, well, let's look at your gut. And they're like, but I'm fine. <laughs> well, right. am I? I'm having normal bowel movements. Yeah, I don't have a gut problem. Well, and, you know, with love, I say, well, obviously there's something going on. Let's get to the root cause. And that's also what functional medicine does and, and also how you practice. We get to the root cause. And so the, that gut is literally in the core of our body. It is the, can be the core to so many issues. Um, so I think it's no mistake that the universe organized us the way that, <laughs> that it did. Um, yeah, there's no question. I mean, for example, while we're in utero, while we're developing uh, from a single cell into a human being nine months later, we're connected to our mother through our umbilical cord. And where is that umbilical cord connecting us? 
directly in the middle of the small intestine. So that's a it's a variant. So it's not by accident, it's by design that our gut is, you know, arguably the most important organ or system uh, of the body. No question about it. So what you were what you were describing is absolutely what I was referring to. So what I've learned over the years in my studies of functional medicine, integrative uh, medicine, is that everything is downstream of the microbiome. Okay, when that microbiome is healthy, then we're healthy. But when we have any negative symptoms, and sometimes we don't, like you were just alluding to, some people don't even detect that they have a negative symptom. But if they have downstream symptoms like eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, uh, if they have mood disorders, if they have chronic fatigue, if they have joint problems, if they have all kinds of other symptoms, the first place to look is the gut for the very reason you explained. The, the cells that make up the lining of the intestines are supposed to be tight, like the bricks in a brick wall held together by mortar between the bricks. But when you have dysbiosis, when you have an overgrowth of the wrong kind of organisms in the gut, those organisms eat your food, digest your food, and eliminate waste products. But the waste products of the unhealthy organisms are toxic to your system, poisonous to your system, and that's what causes the inflammation. And the way I describe it when I'm using that brick wall analogy is the inflammation causes the mortar between the bricks to get softer and softer. And eventually little holes develop between the bricks. And that's literally true. So the tight, what's supposed to be a tight junction, keeping all the poisons, keeping all the toxins, keeping all the waste material inside the gut, suddenly these holes develop. That's what we call leaky gut syndrome. And now all those toxins enter the bloodstream, start circulating around the body and cause all those terrible downstream effects. Yes. Um, and, we, and, we can, and we can fix that problem. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the reason that these disorders are now underneath the autoimmune umbrella is because when those particles, those thing, the um, byproducts get into the bloodstream, it triggers our immune system. So that inflammation is our immune system trying to bring our body back into balance and or fighting what it sees as foreign in our body. So there's sort of that connection too, so people can understand that as well. Um, so how do we start to bring back the balance with food or maybe with other things too? Do you, do you wanna start with food? So let me just piggyback on what you just said because it's so important. And what, many people have heard that there's a connection between their gut and their immune system. And so 80% of the immune system are found in glands in the lining of our small intestine. These glands are called Peyer's patches, which you know, okay? And we've just gone through the pandemic. And of course, people learned about antibodies. Antibodies are the things that 
kill viruses and kill germs. It's like the first line of defense in our immune system. So if our, if our immune system is not producing normal amounts of antibodies, then it's not a normal immune system. And so it becomes, it's a weaker immune system. And so this is what we heard. People, the people who got the worst symptoms and probably the high percentage of the people who died during the pandemic had compromised immune systems. But part of that compromise was their gut wasn't very healthy. They probably had dysbiosis. They probably had leaky gut. They probably had type 1 or type 2 diabetes and many other problems. So, um, so yes, the way, I, the way I think of autoimmune disorders is your immune, our immune system is designed to protect us, to defend us and protect us. So it makes no sense to me how a healthy, normally functioning immune system would attack us. Makes no sense that my immune system was normal, was happy, was functioning properly. It's not going to attack me because that's the direct opposite of what its genetic program is supposed to do for me and you and everybody else. And so, so when the immune system becomes weak, it's not, I, I believe, and again, you know, we can do some research about this, but I believe that the immune system is not attacking us. It's simply not able to protect us and other things are attacking us like free radicals like all the things that cause inflammation. That's what's going on. Our body is not able to mount a satisfactory anti-inflammatory response because that's part of the job of the immune system. All right, all right. So so you asked the question, how do we go about addressing Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. <laughs> I want to follow up, a follow-up question to that right. is, so then could it also be that because we have such a constant onslaught to our system that is triggering our immune system so much that we might have had a normal response at one time but now it's just so worn down that it can't mount what we would consider an adequate response correct. later on or the more it's you know offended so to speak correct 100 percent correct lara i agree right so just as we know in, in uh, general terms in health, everything is about uh, excess or deficiency. You know, excess toxins, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, too many deficiencies, too many nutrient deficiencies, you're going to be in trouble. So it's, this, it's the same thing with our immune system. When it's normal, when it's functioning normally, you know, it's like the, um, uh, what's the, you know, the nursery rhyme, too hot, too cold, just right. Right, right. So yeah. if the immune system is uh, overburdened, if it's constantly being called into action, then yes, it wears out over time. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. So now we can move on to how do we, <laughs> how do we help okay. ourselves? How do we right. transform this? All right. Very good. So let me, uh, so the way I describe this is my understanding of the, the the two most important principles in functional medicine, aside from biochemical individuality, which is probably the, the most important one, is to have this understanding that the body is constantly 
healing itself. The body's constantly trying to bring everything back together into normal functioning. And as you know, we call that homeostasis, right? The body's yeah. constantly trying to behave normally, to perform normally, to function normally. That's why we call it functional medicine and functional nutrition. And then the second thing, or the second, to me, the second most important realization is that when it comes to the choices we make about breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, supplements, medication, hydration, everything that we physically put into our mouth and into our intestines and into our body, nothing is neutral. Everything is either helpful or harmful. Everything is either nutrient-rich or nutrient-empty. You know, Everything is either helpful or harmful. What I, I use the words complementary or insulting. And so in every situation, every time somebody is suffering any symptom or condition, it's because they, sometimes intentionally, but most times unintentionally, are engaging in too many insulting habits and behaviors. They're consuming too many insulting foods and beverages, and they're not consuming enough complementary foods and beverages. So that's, that's my basic overview. And then where do we find, so my job with each person is to do a very thorough evaluation of their diet and lifestyle, but it's mostly the physical inputs and help them make the difference between the complementary habits and the insulting habits. And we've identified so far seven distinct yet interconnected root cause areas. That's where we're going to make the changes. We're going to stop doing the insulting habits and foods and beverages, et cetera, and transform them into complementary foods, recipes, habits, supplements, et cetera. So the seven, I'll just mention the seven areas very, I'll just mention them and then, you know, and then you can ask me whatever you want about all of them or one of them or. Okay. So the first area is mindfulness and it includes everything that you would normally think of with that term paying more attention, being more aware of the relationship between your choices and your health. That's the simplest definition of mindfulness from the functional perspective. Second root cause area is proper daily hydration. Nobody disagrees with that. Nobody objects to that. But very few people know how to make sure they're properly hydrated every day. So I have a very particular protocol for hydration. Root cause area number three would be micronutrient deficiencies, vitamins, minerals, trace minerals, amino acids, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that usually we take supplements for to make sure that our micronutrient, uh, our micronutrients are in balance. So we're not suffering any deficiencies. Root cause area number four is macronutrient imbalances. And this is the whole issue of, well, what do I eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks? What is the I is there an ideal balance or proportion between all the food groups? And there aren't four food groups. There are, you know, eight, nine, or ten food groups: grains, beans, vegetables, fermented vegetables, seeds, nuts, fruit, and then animal foods, fermented animal foods, and all, you know, 
all this vast, wonderful cornucopia of whole foods. So the biggest issue there is, are you consuming nutrient-rich foods? Are you consuming organic foods? Because the organic farmer is intentionally building up the soil. Or are, and are you eating too many processed foods? That's the major problem in that area. Root cause area number uh, five is this whole area of gut health. Uh, what I call intestinal, dis not what I call, what is called <laughs> intestinal dysbiosis. And we talked a little bit about that. But certainly in my, probably 80% of the people that I work with one-on-one -on -one have tried many, many things. And, and actually some of the choices that they've made are good choices, but because the gut problem was the biggest problem in their body, they weren't able to benefit from the other good things that they were doing. So again, I have a very specific protocol to address and resolve this intestinal dysbiosis so that we can grow a healthy uh, microbiome. Uh, literally, I think of it as a garden so that we can grow a very healthy ecosystem. And then root cause area number six is oxidative stress, which as you uh, said earlier, that's what we mean when we say inflammation. Inflammation is caused by oxidative stress. And what causes oxidative stress are all the things that we've talked about so far and, and many other things. Uh, but yes, I agree 100%. Inflammation is at the root of all chronic degenerative conditions. And then root cause area number seven is a new area uh, in uh, medical science, it's called redox signaling. And um, redox signaling molecules were discovered for the very first time in 1997. The three scientists who made the discovery uh, won the Nobel Prize for Medicine and Physiology in 1998. Uh, they're literally, they're communication molecules. They're called signaling molecules. So, and people can become deficient in them just the way they become deficient in vitamins or minerals, or, or they can become deficient in water. So, so about 12 years ago, uh, I discovered this redox signaling supplement, and I've added it to my practice. I've added it to my protocol, and it has made a profound difference, Laura, in so many people. You know, I was successful before the redox supplement, but since adding it, I find that people heal faster and they heal deeper, and especially with, with gut health. It really helps uh, uh, seal those, uh, restore those tight junctions, among many other things. So, But those are the seven yeah. root cause areas. Okay. I love all that. I have a question about, you know, the time people, I think we all in this Western world are a little impatient and we want, you know, yeah. instant gratification, instant healing, instant results. And um, maybe, I don't know, I think it's actually a good thing in, in the end is that it takes time to heal the gut. Like it took time to cause the problems with the gut. So it's going to take time to heal the gut, but it's possible. And we just need to, I think, come into this with a perspective, a mindfulness per, uh, perspective of this is going to take time, but every day I'm getting better when I make these choices that I know are good for me, good for my health, good for my system, that I'm, you know, slowly but surely every day getting better. 
and so <clears throat> I just wanted to say that. And then my, I do have a question about the redox signaling. Is that, I feel like the answer would be yes, like yes, it can come back into homeostasis, but you're saying the supplement helps bring that homeostasis back faster. Yes. Um, I want to address the other thing that you just mentioned about the timing, but let me address the redox question. So I just found out about a new book that was published uh, last year. Uh, uh, many books are coming out on this subject of redox biology. And it's so interesting. The title of the book was called One Disease. And then the subtitle is Redox Imbalance. And the basic premise is that at the cellular level, at the molecular level, uh, redox signaling molecules are manufactured in the mitochondria of every cell. And as you know, there, each cell has many mitochondria. And so the word redox is made up of two, um, the two types of redox molecules. One is called reductance and one is called oxidants. Now, in your training, in my training, we all were, were taught that oxidants were always bad guys. Mm -hmm. The date of stress. But through the new science of redox signaling, they've discovered that there are some oxidants that are actually very helpful. And so the basic idea is that when a cell starts to dysfunction, one of the primary drivers of that dysfunction is an imbalance between the reductants and the oxidants. And so having a redox signaling supplement, which is basically a, a balance of the reductants and oxidants, it helps the body establish balance very quickly. And so, yes, it would help restore homeostasis. If, the way the analogy we use all the time in describing this is a cell phone. If, you know, today we know that the cell phone is supposed to have four or five bars of signal strength. And if you have four or five bars of signal strength, then your phone can do all the miraculous things that it's designed to do. Not just talk on the phone, but download videos and all kinds of other things. So the way to think about that is at full signal strength, your phone can optimize its full potential or it can, do, it can optimize all of its functions. But if the phone only has one or two bars of signal strength, then it either can't do anything or whatever it does, it does very poorly. And so in the body, it, uh, in, in, in a body that's struggling, in a body that's suffering symptoms, in a body that's full of inflammation, you can say that the signaling strength of that body that's suffering could be at only one or two bars of signal strength. And so by taking the redox supplement, within a few days, within a few weeks, certainly within a few months, you're raising the signal strength from one or two back to normal levels, four and five, and you feel that. I mean, it's remarkable to hear the stories of people who are using this redox signaling supplement, and I'm one of them, you know, the last 12 years, but that's exactly how I felt. Now, when I started, I didn't have any major problems, and I certainly didn't have any chronic health issues, but I felt a level of vitality that had been missing for a while. Uh, so for many people, 
it turns out to be a missing link, the redox signaling uh, link or the redox signaling supplement. So it's very interesting. Very interesting. And did you want to say anything about the time frame that I yes. have the healing that I mentioned? Yes, thank you. Yes. So, so in the beginning of my uh, career and practice, uh, I only had one of those seven areas to work with. I didn't use supplements. I didn't know about redox signaling. It didn't even exist. Uh, or I, <laughs> I didn't know of its existence. The scientists didn't know until 1997. Uh, I hadn't fully incorporated a hydration protocol. I didn't know about probiotics. I didn't know about a lot of things. I was very skilled in the area of diet, you know, helping people to improve their diet and get back on a much healthier diet. And when people did that, they did get better. They would get better, but it would take a while. And I don't mean a few weeks and I don't mean a few months. Sometimes it would be four or five months. Sometimes it would be even longer. And so a lot of people uh, wouldn't, maintain the self-discipline long enough to really have the breakthrough into that much healthier microbiome. So it was always frustrating to me. And I, you know, I would have conversations that I'm sure you have. I said, you know, this is a organic process. The life cycle of most of the cells of your body is 90 to 120 days. There's actually a physiological basis for at least a three or four month period before you should even expect to see major improvements right so we know all that we know there's a, a physiological basis for how slow or how rapidly people improve but even three or four months that's pretty fast when you think about how long people have been suffering and how long they've been uh, doing certain bad habits so i but i what i wanted to say was in 1997 i discovered a very special group of herbs that I use to help in the process of neutralizing the toxins being produced by the bad organisms and then killing those bad organisms safely and then with, with other herbs kind of remove, physically removing a lot of the dysbiosis. And so mm -hmm. once I integrated that into the uh, not always, but many times people will feel relief within a few days. Now, you and I both know that doesn't mean the new microbiome is established. That's impossible. That does take several months. Mm -hmm. But in terms of their level of suffering, it can happen fairly quickly that once those materials are moving through their digestive system and starting to absorb the bad organisms and starting to absorb the toxins, people tell me that the gas goes down, the bloating goes down. They feel like the war or the battle that's been going on in their gut is over or it's it's much quieter. Yeah. So, so that so so without that, I think it takes much longer. But having that piece of the puzzle or having that part of the protocol, it makes it a lot easier for my patients and clients, because generally speaking, within the first week or two, they are feeling a significant improvement. And yeah. that, that then gives them the confidence to know it's working and the patience to, because it does take three or four months before you can really start to regrow that new microbiome. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, is there anything else? We're finishing up here pretty soon. Um, anything else you want to bring forward before we start to talk about how people can find you? Um, thank you. I think we should probably have another conversation somewhere <laughs> down the line. But I think I, I would say this, um, that what if I've learned anything over the last 50 years of my own personal healing journey is that there are no incurable diseases. There, there might be incurable people, you know, based on their misinformation or based on, you know, uh, based on their misinformation, based on their lack of proper education. But uh, uh, I specialize in difficult to solve cases, and it is, it is always, um, it is always a pleasant surprise to me when I work with somebody who's been suffering for five or ten or fifteen or twenty years of an inflammatory bowel condition, and I get them started on my protocol, and within a week or two, they're telling me. Is it possible that I could be feeling better already? And I say, yes, it's possible. It's a little unusual, but you know, congratulations, things are working. And and then, of course, you know, three or four months later, these same people who suffered for so long have a completely normally normal normally functioning digestive system. They're manifesting no symptoms whatsoever anymore of their inflammatory bowel condition. Uh, I encourage them to go back to their GI doctor six months later, nine months later, not to have a colonoscopy, but just to meet with the doctor, have some less invasive type testing, maybe some stool tests to show that, in fact, they do have a very healthy microbiome with lots of diversity. And the doctor is able to tell them. You know, uh, I don't fully understand what you did, but you no longer have that condition. You know, that's always a very, very happy day for my clients and my patients. And it's a happy day for me. That's why I do what I do. So uh, I would say that if there's anybody out there listening and you think, oh, you're beyond hope. No, you're not beyond hope. And uh, this uh, model that Dr. Lara practices and that I practice, functional medicine, functional nutrition, it's a lifesaver for so many people. Yes. Well, this has been, I, so I feel like we could keep going on. So <laughs> like you said, we should definitely have another conversation down the road, but um, go ahead and tell people where they can find you and how they can work with you or consume all of your amazing material. Yeah. Thanks, Lara. Lara, Lara. Um, so the easiest thing to do is if you, if you just Google my name, Russell Mariani, you'll go right to our website. So that's the first thing. The website is the center for functional nutrition.net. So you can go there and then of course, all of my information is there, how to contact me. And I do offer everyone a free 30 minutes, what we call first step conversation. Uh, so that a lot of people take advantage of that. Uh, you get to tell me what's going on. You get to tell me what the problem is or what the diagnosis is. And then I get to tell you very clearly and very quickly uh, whether I can help you or not, whether I have experience 
with helping other people with that same type of condition or the same type of symptom. Uh, so I think I think that I think that covers it. Cool. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on today. It was enlightening and um, very informative, and I really appreciate your time and expertise. Thank you, Lara. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me and really enjoyed it. Yes. All right. Well, we will talk to you again soon. All right. Bye-bye.